Willkommen zum Das Bundesliga Show ähm, Nummer 3, ja. Episode 3 on Gap ja, Fantastisch, wunderbar. Oh, bitteschön, bitteschön. Wie geht's? Yes. <lacht> <lacht> Man like <Yeah>. Devo. <lacht> yeah, What's good anyway, bro? You alright? I'm good. I'm good. I'm shattered, but I'm good. I'm going to be even more shattered in like next yeah. week, and I'm going to be even more shattered the week after that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be tomorrow, but oh, is it? It might oh, be yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so if I if I run off the uh, stream, <laughs> it's today. Well, it's same thing <laughs> right now. My missus is currently having a bath right now. She's got that those weird oils and stuff that you put in there oh, to yeah. help the baby come out sooner. So you know, it might be a truncated Bundesliga show, but it might <laughs> it not might be. be. Hey, look. Anyway, you can uh, follow us all on our uh, social media. And social media is going on the bottom of the screen there um, at Devo LDN um, for Devo that you got just there. He's also got it in his uh, name on the screen, which is nice. Yeah. Um, at TFB Dugout. That's it. That's it. That's Stop us. Making sure, yeah. Um, at GavMat23 and at Top Football uh, for us as well. So you can watch it on both channels because there's much love going on between Top and the Football Dugout. That's what's good. Right. So we've also not just had Bundesliga football, full programme of Bundesliga football, as always in Germany, but it's also been transferred deadline day across the world and particularly in Germany. Now, um, I was wanting to bring to your attention some of the deadline deals that were made in the Bundesliga. I'm going to get them on the screen right now for everyone to see. Um, who is Eric Maxim, Chupo Moten's agent? I don't know, but he deserves every penny he makes and then some. Um, just outlandish. How do you go from Stoke, where he didn't even play too well? He wasn't exactly the star man. Sorry, Dev, I've got to stop you. How do you get relegated with Stoke? That's what, that's, that's what I mean. Uh, he, he wasn't, <laughs> and he wasn't even their best relegated. player. That's what I mean. He wasn't their best player and they got relegated. And then he goes to PSG. He has quite possibly the worst miss in the history of the game. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really do much else other than that. And then gets a move to Bayern Munich. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's ridiculous, honestly. That's he what must I've getting paid about like 25 pounds a game. <laughs> I've seen Sunday morning footballers down Hackney Marsh like play better than him. Yeah. So hey, look, it's where it is. But here's one of the moves that went uh, on on deadline day. Bayern Munich also picked up Douglas Costa mm -hmm. and um, Buna Sarr, who's a right back from Marseille. Now I only know a little bit about this guy, but knowing how much Bayern Munich spend on players, he's obviously a big player because nine million pound for for Bayern Munich is a lot of money to spend, isn't it? They don't ever oh. spend wedge. Considering they just spent money on Pavard not too long ago. Um... Unless this means we will no longer see Kimmich playing right back ever again, um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, you know, it's a bit confusing for me because I think right back's not really a, a position that they're struggling with, is it? They've got no. Pavard and Kimmich, who are two of the best in the world. So unless this just means Pavard will be right back, Saar will be the backup, and Kimmich is now a central midfielder, and that's where they're going to keep him because Thiago's gone. That's the only way I can see really that makes sense. I mean, nine million chances are they get nine million. He plays two, three years. If it doesn't work out, they get thirty million for him or something like that. So it it makes sense in that in that regard. Yeah, definitely an investment. Um, Jay Spurs is watching the show on on YouTube. Um, he says Sessegnon's going to light up the Bundesliga, and I agree. Um, he's gone to Hoffenheim on loan from Spurs. Yeah, I I love Ryan Sessegnon. I think he's a great player. I think it's unfortunate that. Um, when he did get his chance in the Premier League, it was at a Fulham side that really struggled. Um, and he's very young. I mean, is he 20 now? I think yeah, he's just, probably, just yeah, 20. 20. 21 max. So I think he was 17, 18 in that season with Fulham, where Fulham were terrible. And a lot of people like wrote him off because of that season. But he, he was played left back, left wing. When he, in the championship, when he lit it up in that championship, uh, promotion season for Fulham, he was playing at left wing and he was dangerous. Mm. Then he moved back to left back in the Premier League. And for me, it's harder to go back as a young player than it is to go forward up the pitch. Um, and I think he struggled and he didn't really get a chance at Spurs. I don't think they really gave him a fair shake. Um, again, trying to play left back or left wing back. 
Um, I think hopefully at Hoffenheim he gets a run in a game, a run of games, and he could get his confidence up, and then move away from Tottenham and become a great player. Hey, look, um, one move that I do find quite surprising uh, is the Justin Clivert move from Roma to Leipzig. I, I think, I, I think, I think it's a, I think Roma have got the better end of that deal. I know it's only on loan, but I've got a feeling that it's not really doing a lot there in terms of on the pitch is more creating issues off the pitch with his attitude. So I think that might be just a just a little bit a little bit of a little bit of a move there, um, which would be interesting. Uh, Nick Sports, um, part of the uh, the football dugout boys, is watching the show as well. Not a deadline deal, uh, not a deadline day signing, but Tahith Chong um, starting brightly and, and getting his move to Bremen and. Um, we will we'll go into that a little bit a little bit further down the line actually because we want to talk about Bremen a bit later on in the show. So we'll we'll touch on that move a little bit later on if that's all right, Neeks, and we of course with you, Devo. And I think we'll we'll, we'll get the we'll get the show on the road and and we'll start with um, with Wolfsburg versus Augsburg. Uh, and the reason why I want to start there is because Augsburg actually started off. Um, started off the se- uh, started off the season really well, two wins from their opening two games, and then to pick up a pick up a point against Wolfsburg, I think that's a good result for them. It is a good result, um, and when you look at the the balance of play, they didn't really deserve that point. Uh, Wolfsburg were, especially in the second half, were by far the better team, and Augsburg had a lot, or you know, they had to thank their goalkeeper, Gikovic. Mm who's started the season very well. Um, I think Augsburg have only conceded one goal in their first three games. Um, yeah, I might, have to, I might have to look at Gigovic for my fantasy, yeah. um, you know, just because, you know, I've got the Bielefeld goalkeeper and they've got Bayern um, on, on game day four. <laughs> so yeah. I think I, I, think might, I might need to make shot. a couple of changes. Um, yeah. Right, so Wolfsburg actually took the lead um, with, with a Brekelo goal. And who's in my dream thought, team, by the way. Oh, deep. And... <laughs> I thought the move was really, really nice. Um, it was. It was ruled off offside, and I don't agree with it personally, mm-hmm. because the ball was played through to Veghorst, who you can argue, it, well, he was in a slightly offside position. You know, his foot was fractionally marginal. offside, but the ball was it was a, it was a poor clearance from the defender. So for me, that's now phase two. That's what I was thinking. So yeah, yeah I, I I I thought I it was a strange one because the defender cut out the original pass, yeah. and Vekos got the ball from the defender and played it out to Brekelo. So I would have thought that's a new phase of play, but mm. it was it was given offside, and um, you know Brekelo doesn't get any points for me, and um, <laughs> Wolfsburg only get the one, the one point instead of the three. So hey, I'm not sure who's more upset. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Who's more upset, um, Wolfsburg or Devo? Uh, put it in the comments. Let, uh, let us know. Um, one word I want to say about the the Augsburg manager Heiko Herlich, who um, is in hospital at the moment with a collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. So wish him a speedy recovery at to up top and uh, at the football dugout as well. So hopefully he will be on the mend very very soon. <sighs> right. Um, the next game we will talk about is um, Cologne, the Billy Goats versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, 3-1 they won. It's the 91st game, uh, 91st Rhine derby. Um, the goals came from um, Alison Player, who Great goal. I love the fact that him and Taram, so they, they started again last week. They were missing from game day one. Mm-hmm. But the more games that will come, the more we'll see that relationship build again, don't you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think it's not going to be too long until they both, or at least one of them, get that move away from Mönchengladbach because uh, it's hard for a club like Mönchengladbach to keep hold of players, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're they immensely talented duo. And, you know, I think a lot depends on those two. And Bush and Mönchengladbach, if those two aren't firing, they're going to struggle. If yeah. those two are firing... They could upset a lot of teams in the Bundesliga. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really, I do have a lot of time for player now. He's got a lot. He hasn't got the greatest amount of time left. I think he's twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Sram's a little bit younger. He's twenty-three, twenty-four. So he's got a lot more time. But I think anyone who goes to sign one of them has to sign the other one. 
as well. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you can tell that they're both absolute talents, but when they play together, they have a chemistry and almost like a, a telepathy between them. And yeah, I, I love watching the pair of them play. Um, Liner, I don't know how he scored that header to make it 2-0. You know how he did it. It's because Timo Horn is, is just got an, he's got an allergy to his near post. <laughs> two, weeks, two weeks running now. He's, he's letting absolute, like just howlers. Uh, yeah, but a very experienced is, goalkeeper. But Liner's almost on the corner, on the edge of mm. the six-yard box. Yeah, and it's, they, I don't know. When you look at the way Horn tried to save it, it doesn't make sense. It's like he's gone down on his knees and has scooped the ball up into the into the roof of the net. It's, it's a strange one. You should be saving those all day. I'd be very yeah. upset if I was a goalkeeper and I conceded that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cologne weren't very happy with the fact that they gave that penalty away. Um, um, Ezzy Bui, he, he, he was a foul, man. He, 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 foul, he foul Marcus Turan. But yeah. they they're trying to feign that it was like some form of dive or something like that. I'm I'm not buying that. That's a that's a stonewall penalty for me. It's an easy one to give. Yeah, I, I think when you make a challenge like that and a def- and an attacker goes down, even if it's you know a light contact and he's made the most of it, I wouldn't complain as a defender because I shouldn't be making that challenge in the first place. You've got to be smart. You've got to be wise. You've got to know. Look, there's a big chance I'm gonna I'm gonna miss time this, and if he goes over, it's a penalty. Why not just stand him up? Just let him, if he has to go past you, let him go wide. Let him go wide. Do you know what I mean? Don't, you're just giving, you're just asking for a penalty. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have too many complaints if I was him. Mm, uh, Rahesh by, uh, I've just been saying, I've been (laughs) practicing his name off air. Rahesh Bajai. There you go. Rex Bajai. There you go. There you go. go. He's got a goal of the game anyway. (laughs) And And it's funny because last season, the amount of goals that, was scored up like in the last fifteen minutes by by Cologne. Teams must worry any time they score one because they just they just find a way of like coming back into the game. But I think they just left it a little bit too late. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, um, yeah, they just weren't at the races, and they they've got. I'd be worried if I was if I was a fan of Cologne. Um, well, not for this a very season. good start. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Still early doors though, man. Still yeah, early. but um, it, they've right. was it thirteen games now without a win and all. In all competitions, I think. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's three worst teams. First, very well. It could very well be. <laughs> um, another another team that started off the week going in with a hundred percent record and, and failed to capitalise on it were Hoffenheim, mm. and they and they, and they lost two one to Eintracht Frankfurt. The boy is on fire, though, I have to say. Kramerich, that's 11 goals in five Bundesliga games now for him. They, I felt that they looked quite comfortable for a long period of this game. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. And, and that goal that Kramerich scored, again, that's another worldie. I know there's a slight deflection, um, but there's six players around him in the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's six Frankfurt defenders around him in the box. He still managed to get the turn in and put put it top corner of his left peg. Um, mm. He's on. He's in the form of his life. Uh, he's absolutely loving it. And yeah, I think they did look comfortable. Um, I think Andre Silva made what had one chance, which he made for himself. Other than that, I think they did look comfortable. But um, they'll be upset they lost this game to two very scrappy goals as well. Scrappy is very nice. Goals. <laughs> I, I, I would like to say Sunday League, yeah. another Sunday League esque performance for just for in two situations. For the rest of it, defensively, I thought they looked really sound. Mm. But these two goals, you can't give them away, and that freaking Bastos scores <laughs> again, man. <laughs> and that was the worst one. I actually felt sorry for the defender on the line because he blocked Andre Silva's effort, and then the ball ricocheted away. And for me, the goalkeeper didn't really do enough. Like he ran behind the defender into the goal, and you're like, you're out, of, you're out of the way there. Mm. You know, I don't understand how what he was trying to do. And Bazdos scored a thunderbolt from one yard. So, and and celebrated like he just scored like a thirty yard screamer <laughs> off the bar, bounced yeah. down, hit the back of the net. Yeah. I'm like, mate, it was no shame. Oh god, no shame. I love it. That's how. That's what I'd do. What position did you play when you did play Devo? Um, when I when I was a kid, 
uh, I started in right midfield. Mm. And that was mainly because like, I was in the, what, the under sevens or under eights when I started. Uh, that's because I was the only one who could lift a cross. So I was on all set pieces and everything like that. I was the only one who could kick the ball off the floor. Uh, so I was right midfield to get crosses in. Uh, and then I gradually went central mid. And then as I got older, realised that if you want to be spotted, like you can't be playing midfield and up front because that's where everyone plays. So I moved myself back as a defender because less people were playing defence via choice. So mm. I became a right back and a centre back, even though I'm tiny. Um, <laughs> How but, tall are you just for, for out of curiosity? Um, tall enough. I, I like, I'll say the same. Yeah, tall I'll enough. I'll say the same. Yeah. Tall enough. <laughs> same height. I, I'll, tell the, I'll, I'll tell people, same height laying down. That's all, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, right, so, um, but um, Hoffenheim, have they got any reason to be worried? Oh, no. No, no, no. I think they look good. I think they look good. Um, away to Frankfurt isn't necessarily a bad result. Other teams will get turned over there. Um, I wouldn't worry too much. I think they look good. And now, obviously, they've got Sezignon coming in, um, who, as Jay Spurs said, could very well light up the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I'd, 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 you know, I'd, I'd be um, optimistic if I was a Hoffenheim fan. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I think that'd be fine. Part of me thinks they're, they're proper dark horses. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Leipzig. What are you saying about Leipzig? Leipzig looked very, very tidy. 4-0, but it is Schalke. It's Schalke. That's the problem. You can't really <laughs> take anything out of that. Um, oh, the, Schalke is so bad. When I was watching the highlights and the goals that they give away, it's just, they can't defend. <laughs> they, they, they really, they, it's like they don't want to defend. Uh, it's, it's none of their defenders strike me as as natural defenders who want to throw themselves in front of the ball and you know it's like they go out of their way not to defend. Well, it's, I it's said last season that Sane was their only real standout standout player, and he plays at the back, and it was a shame because it wasn't always his fault. Mm-hmm. But this weekend. It was all his fault. So anyone that has been watching shows that I've been involved in and things like that, and I've said, why don't you have a look at the Bundesliga? Why don't you have a look at Sane? Everyone's entitled to have a bad game. You know, look look at Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to have a bad game, isn't he? Because everyone's a Liverpool fan, apart from us two. But, yeah. but Sane, he, I'm not trying to say that he's on the same par as, as Van Dijk, but for me, he's one of the best defenders in the league, he's playing at a terrible club. So maybe it's either standing out because he's playing at a poor club or he's waiting to be found out. And I'm really hoping that it's neither of those and he could get a move and go somewhere special because from what I see of him as a defender and now he's got Naldo as an assistant manager, I mean, like, how sick is Naldo from have been over the years? You know, I'm surprised he's not playing still. I know he's like 78 years old, but... He's, <laughs> well, he's, I think he retired last season was his last season, wasn't it? I think. I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, t- Sane was at fault for the first goal, mm. for sure. Just lost um, lost the position completely. I also think it's because he's trying to do so much, knowing the players around him aren't up to it. And mm. he's tried to close down, uh, I think it was Olmo. I can't remember who mm. it was who played the ball. Uh, tried to close him down and left yeah. acres of space. Uh, behind him but yeah that's enough about Schalke anyway. we all know Schalke are in deep deep trouble yeah, but Leipzig they're, they're, they're going to go down I think oh, they're yeah. going to go down yeah unless something drastic happens they're finished uh, they conceded 15 goals this season already <laughs> nobody scored one <laughs> they've only scored one that's, they're, they're finished um, and it's a shame really because they're a massive club um, mm. with some rich history some really good players come through there um, Leipzig on the other hand um, yeah, I mean that's easy day. Absolutely easy day for them. They, you know, it could have been could have been more if they fancied it. Um, mm. Played without a striker. Uh, I think Olmo played uh, up front, and they had Forsberg and uh, Nkunku either side. So he played without a recognised striker, and still managed to bag four. So that's, <laughs> that's encouraging. Um, I just like actually, you know how dead you are, really. Yeah, isn't it? That's it. I mean, you look at the goals. Uh, Angelino is a left back. Orban centre back, Halstenberg centre back. Yeah. Mm. Um, for me, I think <laughs> just also as well, just to, to say about Justin Cliver, I rate Cliver. 
I do rate him. I think the move to Roma wasn't right for him. I I, I thought that at the time. I thought that was a strange one. Um, I think he'd be much more suited to the style of play of Leipzig than he would of Roma. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's um he's very direct, tricky, right foot, left foot. Um, his movement. I think the game in Italy is a bit too slow for him. I think yeah. Leipzig will suit him a lot more. I think that's a very good sign and on loan as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we could see more of this non-striker type formation, uh, kind of the false false nine formation. From other clubs or from other clubs in general? From Leipzig in general. Um, I think with Paulson being injured, um, I think Sorloff, there'll be games for him, but there'll be other games where they play with the fluid front three interchanging. Uh, I, I, Game, yeah, I like games that, that need Sorloff are going to be the games where they're playing against a like, rugged opposition like if they are playing against like Augsburg or they're playing yeah. against Union Berlin you know teams that are just going to play like rigid banks and yeah. it's like what can we do let's loft a big ball over we need someone to knock it down Sorloff can do that yeah 100%, 100%. Um, um, Orban it was good to see him get on the score sheets his first game in about a year because he's been mm-hmm. out injured and um, yeah as you said Hausenberg another, another um, defensive player and he's on the score sheet. Yes, it was a penalty. Good pen as well, I must say. Um, hits it with a, with a decent bit of force in that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that one. And I said about Union Berlin. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about them because um, Mites, I think, are in trouble as well. Yes. I really yeah. do think they are. Um, they got lucky at the end of last season. Well, they picked up a win in the penultimate game to, to secure their safety. Um, they on the whole just look lost, and it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, they do. They worrying times for Mites. Um, they just don't look like a team at the moment. Uh, they got absolutely run ragged by Union. Um, they've changed the manager. Maybe it's going to take a little little bit of time for the manager to come in and um, you know, change the the mentality, change the philosophy, but. Time's running out. You don't want to be cut adrift. I know it's early still. We've only had three games. Um, but Bremen are picking up points. You know, Union Berlin are picking up points. Mm. Um, you don't want to be cut. Even Bellefeld have picked up points mm. to this at this, yeah, exactly. at this stage. So yeah, you don't you don't want to get into a a, a rot that's hard to get out of. Mm. Um I talk about Union Berlin being the retirement home. For for washed up players, and yeah. one of those is Max Cruiser, and he scored the opener. He's thirty two years old. Yeah, so he's just he looks like he's thirty two stone as well. He looks bigger than me. I know he's getting he's putting on he's weight. Put on some weight. Put on weight. Yeah, so it's just it's just it's just vindication there, really, isn't it? For <laughs> the for the the fact that it is a retirement home for, yeah. for washed up Bundesliga players. I remember him doing bits at Mönchengladbach, I remember him doing bits at Bremen. Um, it was at, where was he at? Uh, Fenerbahce, I think it was, last season. Mm-hmm. It's, he's a typical Union Berlin player. He'll get know? them goals. He will probably get, I doubt he's going to, you know, break world records or anything like that, but he'll get important goals for them. Um, I think it's a very good signing. Very good signing for them. It's, he's a proven goal scorer at this level. Maybe not at his best, but if he can get you nine, ten, you know, goals in the league, that could be the difference between you staying in the league or, or being caught up in a relegation. You know? Yeah. Um, Ingvartsen scored to make it two nil, and it was two. It was two assists from from Trimmel as well. And I think it's his yeah. like two hundredth game as well for 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 Union Berlin. Which you know, the fact that he stayed there that long, I kind of like that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Union Berlin. I've, I've been I've been I've been to the ground, and it's just proper. It's proper old school, and I love that. You know. We love our Premier League football. Look, we sat here wearing Guna shirts and, you know, your show, my show, we talk a lot about Premier League football, but there's not much better than going to like a football league ground, you know, yeah. proper stand, pies, pints, you know, with your pals and stuff. And, you know, just that, you know, four stand stadiums and things yeah. like that. And that's exactly what Union Berlin is like. So I'm happy for them. They just normally play a lot of dead football, but it goes to show that Mainz are struggling. If you're <laughs> Union Berlin and you can score four goals in a single game, 
it tells a big story, yeah. very, very big story. And uh, I think that, yeah, I think they've got a bit to worry about um Mainz and yeah, yeah. I think they might be the ones that go down and be them, Schalke <sighs> and someone it's else. Gonna tight. It's gonna be tight down there because you would imagine I mean Billefeld have, have started well and they were on great form last season as well, obviously as champions or as via the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. But it's a massive step up. Um and you would expect them to be down there thereabouts um but yeah Mainz Schalke um, I mean Bielefeld yes maybe trying to think who else I think would be down there I think it's I can't think of too many others that are going to really struggle I think if Mainz I honestly think if Mainz come 16th whoever it is I don't care who it is in Bundesliga Spy they will go down. But if Schalke finish in 16th, they'll stay up. If they can score a goal. I'll be interested to see how many goals they get this season. Ooh. I'll be interested to see, because it could be the lowest ever total. They could get relegated with about 12 goals to their name. Oh, Lord. They'll have some mad like derby about them. Yeah. Oh. God, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, let's. Um, Flo isn't with us this week, as uh, as you may have may have noticed. It's normally the the Oreo gang here, but he's <laughs> um, he's um, on his um, Zomafarian or, or or late Zomafarian at the moment, which means um, no bias when it comes to to Leverkusen today. Mm. So let, let, let's talk about let's talk about Stuttgart instead then. Um, no, nah, joking. Um, Stuttgart won uh, by Leverkusen. Won. We're going to talk about them both. Um, Florian Vitz with the cross, seventeen years old still. Yeah. Found Patrick Schick is his first. Um, I was going to say Premier League goal, first Bundesliga goal. But he then goes off injured a couple of minutes later. Yeah, that's a and that's a big injury for them. Um, mm. The drop off between Schick and Alario is is quite. Quite a big drop off. Um, I think Alario is much better coming off the bench late in games, but playing ninety minutes, he can get lost in 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 the game. Um, it's disappointing. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Hopefully, it's more of just he felt it and you know didn't want to tear it any any harder. Obviously, they got the international break, so that will help in terms. They hopefully will be able to get him back a bit quicker. But they need him. They need him. Um, they don't look like the same side going forward without Havertz or without Volland. They're struggling to find the form that they had. Uh, they've got some good players going forward, but it just it's not clicking. It's just not quite there. Um, and I think yeah. Stuttgart, Stuttgart made it hard for them. I think I, I thought that um, Diaby would make a move, if I'm honest, because mm. I thought I thought he played really well last year. Still got Leon Bailey there, and he can play through in the middle. But it depends what sort of style you want to play. Now they don't play the Leipzig way. So if they did play the Leipzig way, it would actually work with them. Mm-hmm. Not having Padgett shit there. But the fact that they like a target man, having Havertz there before, Schick now, Olario to come off the bench. I think, I think they're going to struggle to get goals for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the Bailey thing is strange. I was just thinking about that earlier, about how he was on top of the world and everyone was like, Bailey's going to go here for this amount. Bailey's going to do that. And then last season, he could hardly get a game. Mm. And this well, season... I think that's the emergence of Diaby, though, because yeah. He, yeah. He, he, tore, he he tore it up. He really did. And then they got Derren by as well. So, and I like Bellarabi. And, you know, I, I think... I, I can't remember. Is it Flo? It must be Flo. He was like, nah, don't rate him. I was like, what? I don't think but many he, people rate Bellarabi. I've heard quite a few people He's got toes for days, man. Honestly, yeah. like he's one of those sort of. He's a very flair player. So maybe that's not what they're looking for. That's not the direction they want to go. They might want to bring him. They might want to bring him on towards the end of the game or something like that. But I think what he what he brings, I, I think I think he's tidy, man. I, and I said I, I love I love watching his skill show. You you could watch. <laughs> he's one of those sort of players that is a is a YouTube highlight reel. In an actual game, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I've got a lot of time for him. But Stuttgart, they've just come up 
Um, right. Let's not get it wrong. Um, <laughs> Kalachich. Yes, Kalachich. Um, yes, um, big Austrian man. He's about nine for eight as well. So that's that's three goals from three for him, and he's yeah. just got a call up for the Austrian national side. Um, what do you think? Of, uh, what do you think of Stuttgart and and their opportunities this year? I, I think they look good. I think they look good. They had one or two dodgy moments at the back, which they got away with. Um, but overall, I think they've looked pretty solid this season. Um, you know, the, the goalkeeper looks good, Kobold. He made some good saves. Um, mm-hmm. They've got the old Arsenal boy at the back, obviously, Mavropanos. Mavropanos. I've, 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 always been, I've always been gassed about him. Um, I think he, he went decent for us. But he went on loan to Nuremberg. And they got, uh, did they get relegated in the end to try to Bundesliga? Yeah. Can't remember. Did, yeah. 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 And then it just makes me feel so bad. It's not his fault, but he's playing at the back. And one yeah. of the boys from um, from the top fraternity is watching the show uh, via YouTube. Um, Bellarabi is the German Obertan. I know who that is already. <laughs> uh, just pay zero final product. I already know that's Stephen Cotton. I already know that, but <laughs> I already know that. But um, nah, I, I, I think he's got a bit more to offer than than a, than a, a big big head in in Obertan. <laughs> Christ, Jesus, Jesus, ah dear. But um, nah, Stuttgart, they look they look strong. They look they look organised. Yeah, I don't um, think they've got much to worry about in terms of will they be able to stay in the league. I think they're no. comfortable. I, I think they'll. I think they'll Augsburg it. Mm, I really do. They'll they'll hang around anywhere between eighth and twelfth, like a proper mid table. I don't think. I think they'll be safe from relegation come February March time, and they'll be able to relax a little bit more. Yep, and then look to uh, kick on next season. Yeah, definitely, and yeah. maybe Massive, the following season, you know, try and find the old the Stuttgart of old. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to say they're going to go well, on and, keep and their players in football. Keep the players. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. The large majority of the German national team, they'll come through Stuttgart. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's uh, got Kimmich, Kimmich Gnabry, uh, off the top of my head. Mm. Um, you know, they've got to just keep some of these players. Let's see what happens as their season goes on. And we've got to remember, we have to remind ourselves that we are only at game day three. Remember. Game day three. And it's the same in the Premier League. It's only, game day, it's only game day four. Calm. Everyone needs to calm. I had a massive argument with some Everton fans and because uh, we were talking about um, left-backs in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I would have Tierney over Dina. And it's not, I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm a very... I'm probably the most negative Arsenal fan you'll find. I like watching players and I like what certain players can bring. Personally, I would put Tierney over Dina slightly, slightly. Um, but and Everton fans are getting so, so gassed up. They're top of the league, four games, 12 points. We are only at game day four. Um, one, you know what one, I think's happened? Go on, I think Liverpool winning the league has it's set us back 30 years. I think the world's access has gone back 30 years. That's firstly why Liverpool were able to win the league. But now we're going to see Leeds and Everton battling at the top of the table like we're back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. I think we've just been set back because this Liverpool winning the league was disastrous. Does that mean Norwich are going to come back up this season and then the following think, season they're going to get into, they're going to play Bayern in a European yeah. cut, uh, a, European competition and get a draw? I a with a dodgy blonde perm. Yeah, like, uh, J- Jamie Goss. Goss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about Bayern Munich. Um, why don't we talk about them now? Uh, Bayern Munich four, Hertha Berlin three. A perfect hat trick from from Robert Lewandowski, the best striker in world football right now. Mm-hmm. Well, hat trick, he got four. Exactly, but <laughs> he did it in the he did it in a perfect way before yeah. scoring the penalty right at the end. Um, yeah. He showed why he is the best player in the world right now, especially yeah. up front with minus the penalty, four or uh, three different types of goals, things that he can offer. Yeah, yeah. What a player, man! I think I think it was is it the second goal 
the cutback from Chris Richards. And when, he, when he took it out of his feet. Yeah, oh, the first touch. As soon as I saw that, I was like, goal. Goal. Because that first touch, <laughs> the way he set it up for himself and just placed it into the far corner, I was like, that is a player playing at the top of his game. Because mm. um, many, many players, they would have probably tried to control the ball a bit closer so they don't lose it or try and take the shot first time and just sky it. But he cushioned the ball perfectly as if it was almost like he passed the ball to himself. Oh, no. And then had a first time shot, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, no. It's um, just top, special, top man. Yeah. It, anyone who hasn't got, anyone who's got a problem with Robert Lewandowski, um, got a problem with Robert Lewandowski being the best player in the world, sign into our DMs and we'll tell you about yourselves because I'm not <laughs> being funny, right? Lewandowski is the man. Honestly, over 250 goals in all competitions for, for Bayern Munich as well now. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, you know. You forget how many goals he scored at Dortmund. Precisely. So don't come at me because he's scoring all these goals for Bayern. It's easy to score goals for Bayern, blah, blah, blah. He was also at Dortmund before. And he got the move to Dortmund from uh, from Poland because he was banging goals in Poland as well. So don't at me. Um, Cunha's free kick was lovely and it made it 2-1 with a Cordoba, John Cordoba header. Yeah. And things got interesting after that, you know, because... They just looked like they wanted it, her to Berlin. And uh, Matteo Ganduzzi just gone on loan there, hasn't yeah. he? From yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about that move. Um, no. <laughs> the, the only reason I'm saying that is because I think he's a good player. I don't think he's as, as brilliant as a lot of Arsenal fans said he was. I think he's got mm-hmm. great potential. Um, the only reason why I'm saying I'm a, I'm a bit sceptical about the move is because I don't see there being a place for him when he comes back, even if he does smash it. I think him and Arteta are done. So it's either one of them leaves or the other one leaves. They're not going to be at the same club together. Mm, so I think, is, this, is this a a move for him to go and push up his price tag? So are we just going to be willing him to do well so that we can get some good money out of him? Mm. Or is it going to be like, well, if he, does, if he smashes it, we're going to have to play you. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I think either way, we lose out. We're going to lose either a very good player um, and knowing the way that we sell players, we can't sell players for any money because we're just useless at negotiations. He'll probably smash it and then we'll sell him for 20 million. Do you know what I, mean? I just think uh, teams need squads. Yeah. And I just want to just go back slightly um, and touch on Union Berlin. We la- I laugh about them all the time being an aged club, but they've actually got squad now. They haven't got 11 players. They've got you know, 16, 17, 18 players that are all vying for a starting 11 spot, plus a few more that are pushing the others on. So, yeah. you know, Arsenal need to start doing the same a lot more. And this is why I say Bayern Munich, once again, are the best squad in world football, not alone, not let alone the, the best team in, in, in world football right now, because they've got a squad. Their second 11 will probably win the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, they've got... They've really, got... really good. Yeah, they've got yes, yeah. and the the thing I love about Bayern is that they've got players you could play all over the pitch. Yeah, you know, so you've got many. It's such a fluid team that you could take one piece out, put someone else in there, so you can move Alaba from centre back to left wing, and it wouldn't make a difference. Mm. You can move Alfonso Davis from left back to left wing. You well, he played left wing in the weekend, didn't yeah. he? Yes, what I mean, they're so fluid in the fact that a lot of their players can move from one position <laughs> to the other. It's just beautiful to watch, you know. And, that's um, why I love Bundesliga football as well because it's not just them who do it, you know. Hmm. Like, um, like doing, doing it, yep. yeah, exactly. Hurts have done it at times. To be fair, you know, uh, uh, Dortmund do it. You yep. know, there's this the, the fluidity in Bundesliga football makes it just so easy to watch on the eye. Even the even the the Wolfsburg game with Augsburg nil nil. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that no, was it a good was, game. It was a good game. It's nil-nil. If we see a nil-nil over here, like the, the equivalent of Burnley versus, I don't know, Sheffield United mm. over here, I, I, over there, is, you probably, I don't know, probably say, you know, Freiburg versus Stuttgart. Yeah. And I'll still watch it. And yeah. I know it would be a very good game. Yeah. It would be a very good game. Um, Hertha thought they got a point because... 
Lewandowski scored with five minutes to go, and then Ngankam scored to make it 3-3, and the elation was immense. But silly, silly foul to give away from middle step. Literally just yanked him down. Everyone knew it was a penalty, and yeah. you know he, he, Lewandowski just slotted it home and made it, uh, made it four uh, three with seconds left on the clock. But is what it is. Now, um, just want to go back to the question from earlier on, from from Neeks, um about Tate Chong. So. As you said, not a deadline day signing, but Tahith Chung has started off brightly on his loan move from Man United to Verde Bremen. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Now, um, did did you know much about him beforehand? I just knew he had a silly haircut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him much at United. I know he came, a lot of United fans um, were singing the praises of him and Angel Gomez, uh, very skillful players from, from what I've heard. Um, both no longer at the club, funny enough. Um, but <laughs> Dig. no, I did. There were I, I did hear a lot of good things about both of them. I've never really seen him play. I know in game week one he started, and he and he played pretty well um, in that game. Uh, I haven't heard much about him after that. Um, he came off the bench in this game at 15 minutes, which isn't really much to do much. Um, but yeah, he's going to find it hard. It's not easy um, to play in the Bundesliga. Um, no, it's not. A, a lot of young youth prospects from England go over to Bundesliga, and you know they find it harder than many people probably believe they should. Um, I don't think the Bundesliga is the right right place for Tave Chong, and I've watched a lot of his under you know, when he's played for the under 23s and stuff, and he's he's turned out for the first team a couple of times as well. I like his technical ability. But the Bundesliga isn't the right place for him. It's too, it's too swashbuckling. There's too much going on. He needs to go to Italy. If he was on loan to an Italian club, a Fiorentina um, or, or a Sassuolo or something like that, I would see him standing out more personally. I think he's a very good player, though. I don't, I don't want to deny the fact that, uh, that he is. Um, Stephen Cotton, I knew, I knew it was Cotton. I knew it was Cotton. Who's <laughs> uh, been watching it? Um, great move for him. He's a baller, but was not going to get ahead of Rashford, Mason, yeah, like Mason Greenwood, Martial, etc. But he didn't to play, uh, didn't play too well in the chances that Ollie gave him. I, I, as I said, I've seen him quite a bit. I've got a few Man United pals, and we've watched the under 23s and the under 18s and stuff together. He is a very good player. I just don't think the Bundesliga is the right place for him. And I'm worried that he won't do very well in the Bundesliga and then his whole stock will fall through like through 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 the ground. He needs to be in Italy or or you know or Holland or something, I think. He's Dutch. Also the, the the Bremen thing as well, because they're gonna be at the wrong end of the table. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's 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 a lot of pressure in in when you're around, you know that relegation picture, which I imagine they won't be too far away from. They got my boy Bittencourt there, yeah, mate. They got my boy Bittencourt, man. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know you love that Bittencourt guy, um, <laughs> but for me, when you're around that part of the table, you don't really have time for young players to find their feet. Mm. You know, it has to be now or never. And I, I you know, that's if it was a mid-table club. Possibly he'd have a few more chances. But if he doesn't hit the road running, I could see him not doing too well for Bren. Yeah, it'd be a shame. Um, Bittencourt did score again. Good goal as well. Lovely goal. Absolutely Great lovely move. goal. And bomb with the cross as well. That was his, um, that was his first assist in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Uh, whipped in, little touch here on the arm volley, lovely. But he should have scored a goal beforehand. Once again, another offside goal, which I don't agree with. Well, you know, because he's leaning, he's leaning to, in offside position, but is he offside? Because it's his arm. It's his arm is in offside position. He was getting kept onside by a guy that was on the floor by the guy's arm. Now you can't be offside if, if with a part of the body that you can't, can't use. So his shoulder in, was in, ever so in slightly attack. ahead of the yeah. other guy's shoulder. It, yeah, it was in, very in, tight. In, in, in an attacking yeah, sense, yeah. you can't do that, but. 
you like if your arm if your arm is 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 like well for for youtube people like if your arms over here right and then like the, the other person like this 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 is the guy keeping you on side right um and this is the hand of the person keeping you on side if you do that that's on side if you do that that's on side well, there we are that's <laughs> on, that, that, that's on side you know that's offside simple it's your arm in it but yeah i i'm not a fan of that decision but but and Courtney made up for it. Bielefeld, that's their first defeat in what, 18, 19 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they should they, be. They should be absolutely pissed. Um, they scored. Do you think that goal? goal. Perfectly yeah. good goal. Thank you. Perfect. I, I couldn't understand. I had to watch it back three times to understand why. And he got booked for it as well. He got booked for it. Man. So, um, people that haven't watched the game, the goal got disallowed. Um, Velkovic had a shot where he's stretching for it and when you stretch you know your foot's out and he's made connection with the ball and the ball has gone into the back of the net now the referee has turned around and said that he had his studs up so therefore it's a free kick and he's given the yellow card but if you're stretching for a ball both players had their had their feet both up and their studs up anyway up, yeah. and Velkovic yeah. got there first yeah he got there first. He made full, clean connection with the ball. So why is he? Oh, man. Yeah. If anything, if anything, with the connection, it should be a penalty. <laughs> if that ball doesn't go in the back of the net, the referee should be looking at giving a penalty for that. I, it made it? no sense. That no. still now I don't understand that decision. I think. Yeah, <sighs> I, they'll feel I'd very hard so done by Billerfield. Yeah. And that, that could have ramifications at the end of the season because if, if Bremen are bottom feeding again, if Bittencourt gets injured or something, <laughs> um, and Bielefeld have only just come up, so they're going to be one of the favourites to go back down. This could be the difference between um, a playoff place and safety or relegation yeah. and a playoff place. So this game could be very, very key so early on in the season. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, is is what it is. And Bielefeld unfortunately um, suffered defeat. But um, it's it, it's the last game we want to talk about, and and the and the and the game belongs to Erling Haaland. What a player! Dortmund for Freiburg nil. But it was the it it was the Erling Haaland show. Yeah, uh, I just don't know how to explain this guy. I seriously think he was his finishing is just unbelievable. Both finishes. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, and you know the, the we'll talk about it at the end. What he did at the end of the game to set up Paslak for me that showed the level of player he is. Absolute you know. maturity. Um, but yeah, his his finishing is top notch, top notch. Um, the first goal, nice, just calm, put it in the bottom corner through the defender's legs. Well, Second it's funny goal. because it was um, the first goal. Um, Santa Maria gave the ball away, mm. and he was he had the game of his life last week. Yeah, and then they were looked, overrunning midfield. Lost, oh, one hundred percent. He looked yeah. so lost, and and it was Rainer who, who who robbed it off him, wasn't yeah. it? And um, yeah, just slotted it in the bottom corner. And he looks a player as well. Rainer looks uh, seventeen, yeah. and the youngest ever player to get a hat trick of assists. He assists three goals yeah. in that game. Mm -hmm. um, the first, the first assist for for Harlan, nice weighted ball. Harlan puts away nicely. Um, almost scored himself, Rainer, with another great chance. But Dorm yeah. this is the kind of Dortmund that we want to see. Week yes. in, week out. If they could produce this week in, week out, we'd have a serious conversation about them uh, pushing Bayern all the way, not dropping off eight games early. Um, mm. They in midfield, they were all over Freiburg. Didn't give them a chance mm -hmm. to breathe. Uh, deadly in front of goal. And Freiburg aren't a bad side either. They're not a bad side. That's the thing. Uh, like, they're they're normally one of those at, like, banks. They play banks. Yeah. You know, so. uh, imagine if this was the other way around and Dortmund were away. It wouldn't have been as easy. But, you know, um, Sancho didn't even start this game. You know, they've got a well, there's, 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 there's chat about Sancho at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. You know, yeah. but, I mean, even if they lose him, they've got Reyna, they've got Royce, they've got Haaland. You know, they've got Guerrero who can move up the pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've got Reina, who they've uh, not Reina, Rainier, who they signed from uh, Madrid on loan. Yes, comes with a, a quite a big uh, reputation. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I like Dortmund. 
I love watching Dortmund play football when they're, when they're playing like this. But yeah. they are very frustrating side at times because you know how good they can be. And they mm -hmm. just seem to lose all sorts of uh, concentration. And, and, you know, they just kind of, it's almost like they like beating themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's why I don't think Lucien Favre is a decent manager. I, 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 I literally, I don't, they've, they've got the players to take on anyone. And the style of football that they play sort of amongst them, it's almost like Favre says, do this, do that. And they walk out the changing room going, come off it, mate. We're going to go do this. Because I'm not being funny. Favre doesn't tell Haaland to shoot that way. Mm -hmm. You know, Father doesn't tell Rayner to pass that way, you know. So they, I honestly think they just go out there and play for themselves and just go and enjoy it. I don't feel Father has got the management quality to overhaul Bayern Munich or to go really deep, deep, deep. Talk about semi-finals, get into the final, the Champions League. Yeah, you know, I think the thing is with with Dortmund is he'll set them out. Your front three, you just want to tell them to play. There's not much you can do in terms of coaching. You might want them to press or whatever, but when they've got the ball, just let them play. Let them do their natural mm. game. The problem is behind them. I think Witzel's a massive player for them because he has the discipline and the experience to anchor in midfield. It's what do you do next to him? Delaney worked very well, but he mm. can't stay fit. No, when Delaney's not there. They struggle in midfield. I think mm -hmm. Bellingham has got a massive role in there. If he can show the experience, even though he's young, if he can learn from Witzel and not be too gung-ho when it's not needed, you know, run ahead of the ball and stuff like that, then I think they'll do very well. But they, for me, they're at their best when they have Witzel and Delaney anchoring yeah. the midfield because everyone else's natural instinct is to just bomb forward. Yeah, um, definitely. And then you could play Julian Brandt just a, a, above those two, you know, those two are yeah. anchoring. Julian Brandt in more of like an eight because a lot of people will know Julian Brandt. They'll see, they would have seen his name, they would have saw that he scored a couple of goals or whatever and think of him almost like as a forward or a false 90 sort of player or an, even a number 10. He's not actually any of those. He is better when he is classed as like a number eight almost, you know, just like... Almost, not quite box to boxy, you know. When it when it when it when he's coming home, it'll probably hang around by like in between the the box and the and, and the halfway line. But it will still it'll even put a tackle in and, and get involved. Mm. But when he's going forwards, he's got the creative mindset to make things happen from anywhere on the pitch. Whereas yeah. whether he's in the centre circle, whether he's on the edge of the box, whether he will he will drift out onto either flank and try and make something happen. So yeah, I'll go with you on that. With Witzel and uh, and Delaney holding, and then and then uh, Julian Brandt. I think yeah. that I think that's the best midfield um, for me. And then stick uh, stick Rayner wide um, out wide um, with um, with Sancho on the other, and let those three just interlink and interchange and move around. See, and the then problem you that you have is that there's no place for Marco Royce. And for me, Marco Royce is is he has to play when fit has to play. Uh, I've, I've always said, without injury, Marco Royce would be one of the top players in the world. He's that mm. good. Uh, but he can't stay on the pitch. He can't stay mm. fit, unfortunately. But I think if he's fit, you find space for him in your starting eleven. Mm. Player. Um, now, at the end, so so Dortmund are leading 3-0. Um, Haaland's on a brace. Mm -hmm. uh, on a hat-trick, sorry. He's got a brace. And they break. And Haaland can score from anywhere on the pitch. And he scores different types of goals. He could, he could tuck it in the bottom corner. He could absolutely lace it. He could inside the foot, outside the foot. The amount, the different types of goals that he scores. I think he's the most diverse goal scorer in world football. I, I so, just think he's, he's... I keep saying this. I think he was made in a laboratory to score goals. <laughs> Literally, honestly, I, I, I know I, I, you say that. I think he might have been, but the production line had something wrong because yeah, the, it's like goal scorer, goal scorer, goal scorer. Oh, this one's defunct. Oh, what are we going to do with this one? And they were like, do you know what? Let's try and look after this one because <laughs> a goal scorer is a goal scorer, 
but he scores goals that no other striker scores. You know, yeah. different. He scores different types constantly. You know, cutting in counter attack for someone who's so tall. He's so damn quick as well. Yeah. And this is the thing with this fourth goal. He has bombed. He is, and it's one on one with the goalkeeper. We know it's going to go in, but he squares it to pass like. Yep. And lets him slot it home. The unselfishness and the maturity of such a young player, it's got to be lauded, isn't it, Devo? 100%. 100% you've got to applaud that. Um, many strikers, won't name any names, Harry Kane, um, would have tried to put that in the back of the net. And mm. if he scores, you say, brilliant, you've got your hat-trick, well done. If he misses, okay, they're 3-0 up. It's not a bit. But if you're his teammate in that position, and you know all he has to do is roll it across the face of the goal and you've got an empty net to stick it in and he takes the shot and misses, you're going to be upset. Yeah. You're going to be like, well, why are you being selfish in that situation? Mm-hmm. Just pass it across. So for him to pass that, to pass that, even though he would have been on a hat-trick and he would have had all the headlines and everything like that, shows that he is a team player first and foremost. It's yes. about the team. It's not about me. It's about us doing the best that we can do. And that's a massive, massive uh, message to send out. He's such a young player as well. Yeah, exactly. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Right then, um, that's all the games. So let's have a look at the early doors table still, because the table is still very, very young. Um, So there's no one with a 100% record in the Bundesliga. Ridiculous. So Leipzig are the the early leaders. Uh, They're top of the league on seven points. They're joined with Augsburg on seven points. And Frankfurt, with um, my favourite two strikers, Bas Dost and Andre Silva, um, they are up there uh, in third on seven points as well. Uh, Just behind them are Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Um, They're both on six, joined with uh, Hoffenheim, who are having a lovely time, Hoffenheim and Werder Bremen. And then at the bottom of the league is Schalke. Imagine that. <laughs> Look, uh, Bayern have scored 13 goals and conceded seven. Oh, no. That's incredible. It's and ridiculous. Wolfsburg scored one and conceded one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Um, and then the fixtures. So it's international break uh, next week. So and there's no Friday game on the return as well, which I find, I find that so weird. No Friday night Bundesliga football. Um, but on the 17th of October, there will be two new arrivals in the world as well. My partner and Devo's partner will both have had children by then. I'm well, pretty sure. Hopefully. Pretty sure. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Curry, pineapple, and things to do after watershed. So um, <laughs> the games on the games on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon, the two thirty games, or if you are in Germany, the three uh, the three thirty games are Hoffenheim versus Dortmund. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Um, Freiburg versus Werder Bremen, um, Hertha Berlin and Stuttgart, and Mainz versus Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen is going to draw that game, by the way. I'm going to put it out there right now. Um, I'm, I'm saying that because Flo's not here because I don't yeah. want to come beat me up. Um, Al- <laughs> they do. Uh, Augsburg versus Leipzig uh, to round off the afternoon games. The early evening game uh, will involve um, Armenia Bielefeld uh, versus Bayern Munich. But there's a Saturday night game as well, which is interesting. And it's the it's the Green Derby, I like to call it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, against Wolfsburg and then on Saturday on the Sunday Sunday 2.30 game over here 3.30 over in Germany is FC Köln versus Eintracht Frankfurt and then the 5 o'clock game or 6 o'clock over there is uh, Schalke versus Union Berlin another six-pointer I don't another think it is no Union they'll be alright Union will be alright I don't know. I mean, well, it's a massive game for Schalke. Massive. Yeah. If they get turned over in this, it's over. Oh, I'm just going to laugh. It's as simple as I know that. it's early. Oh, just laugh. It's over. Yeah, right then. So um, you can um, subscribe to both YouTube channels. So you search to Up Top Football uh, on YouTube and then we come up and you search the Football Dugout and Devo comes up. So make sure you subscribe to both channels. It's not 
uh, a question when you're asking, it's the law. Um, so make sure you do that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's down there right now at Devo LDN, at TFB Dugout, at GavMac23, at Two Up Top Football. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to all of our stuff. Bundesliga show will be back in two weeks when we get back to normal stuff and normality. And I'm sure our very handsome German friend Flo Wolfram will be back from Bayern Leverkusen. Um, but from me, I'm Gav Mack. I'm from Devo. I'm Devo. Thank you. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs>